Thank you for tuning in to the Kingdom Boss Chick Chat Podcast, where we talk all things books, business, and Bible. I'm your host, Dr. Kimberly Ellison, and we're excited for this sister girl style chat where our guests share their personal, professional, spiritual insight and experiences. Get ready. We're about to take you on a journey of self-actualization, spiritual activation, and life application. All right, welcome to Kingdom Boss Chick Chat. I'm Dr. Kimberly Ellison, where we discuss all things book, business, and Bible. I am here today. Joining me is one of our Aspire authors, Kingpin, Dr. Stacey Allen Robertson. You all know him as um, a speaker, and he's the uh, speaker for the educators. Stacey will tell you more about himself. He is the uh, entertainer. He's a music uh, producer, songwriter. Uh, again, he is a destiny pusher, a master trainer and teacher. But most importantly, Stacy Dr. Robertson is here to share his story on today. We're excited to have you um, join us. And so for those of you who are tuning in and listening, you better get your pen and paper out. If you're driving, if you're moving around, I suggest you get ready to get your notepad on your um, phones or whatever your mobile device looks like around you, because this is going to be amazing. Dr. Robertson, thank you so much for joining me on today. Thank you for being a part of Respire, the Black Male Anthology, stories of hope, courage, and strength um, from men like yourself that you had to recover during a time of difficulty. So thank you for joining me. I am looking forward to you sharing with our audience on today. Go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, tell us what you do, where you live, and just your passion. That's just <laughs> well, first of all, thank you for having me. Thank you for the platform in which uh, we are meeting upon on today. Of course, as you all heard Dr. Ellison say, I am Dr. Stacy Robertson um, from the Twin City of Texarkana, Texas, right? <laughs> so it's been a, um, a long way, what they say, from home. But um, definitely I've learned to make my current stay home. I'm currently living in um, Atlanta, Georgia. And so I've been here for um, a few years and I'm glad to call it home. Just a little background about me. I am a graduate of University of Arkansas at Pine Bluff where I've done my bachelor's degree. Um, I'm, uh, then years later, decided to go back to higher ed and get my um, master's degree and very proud to say that I'm a doctor uh, today as well. Didn't think that was going to be possible, but I'm so great to, you know, God and all his grace and all of his mercy. I'm able to stand today and proclaim such. So that's just a little, um, a little bit about me. Um, I, I will add this point. I currently work for Clark Atlanta University. Um, very proud to be the first to occupy the space of being the program coordinator for the Google Academy Panther Pride Prep Program, where Clark Atlanta University and Google have partnered together to produce such a brainchild, such as the Google Scholars. And I'm proud to be able to serve these 
talented group of young people. Oh my, that is powerful. Google and Clark Atlanta partnering to produce scholars in such an um, amazing way, academic um, as well. I'm sure you'll get the chance to tell us a little bit more about um, the program um, as it relates and aligns with um, your purpose and journey for yeah. mentoring um, individuals and particularly men and sharing your story. You tapped uh, around a little bit about you didn't think it would happen to you know obtain uh, your doctorate degree um um and you know so i know a little bit i know some of that story but i would like for you to share uh because i know you're holding back a little bit because you know they need to read the book you know uh, <laughs> but tell us dr robertson why do you think it's important for for men to share their stories like yourself why do you think it's important for men to share their story well you know just as the word of god just reminds us that we are overcome by the testimonies and you know, when you begin to tell your story or begin to testify, if, if we may say, it, uh, there's an expectation that should take place that will be the end result, that those who are listening will be empowered, will be motivated, and it will definitely change your situation, no matter what you may currently go through, to know that, hey, no matter what I've been through, here's a living witness right here who can say, hey, if I did it, so can, so can I. And so that's why it's very, very important. Um, I'm really big on the statement, it takes the whole village to raise a child. And one thing I said, no matter um, what age group you are, you will always have a village. Um, one thing I tell the young people here in my program is that how many of y'all are 44? And of course, none of them raise their hand because they're uh, they're under the age of 21. And I say, so who can tell a 44 year old about life? And of course, none of them could, could speak. I said, well, if you're 18, who can tell me about a 19 year old? And of course, the 18 year old can't speak because he's not 19. So. I let them know no matter what your age group is, that you always will have a village and you can always learn from someone who is older. Than, and the more you know, the more you will become. So that's why I empower people with. Yes. And, you know, and that's one thing is a couple of things that you said, um, that village and having uh, a support, uh, a supportive network around you to help navigate life's challenges. Uh, your stories uh, become the blueprint for other people to be able to build a foundation. And so when you tell more of your story and respire, what is it that, um, which part of your journey did you choose to share when you wrote and respire? What did you choose to write about? I chose to write about a, a time in my life where I, where there was discovery. Um, you're looking at an individual who was born with a birth defect. And when I'm thinking that that is the conclusion of what life will, will be for me, that will be the story of my journey and was the story of my journey for a long time to by the time I got to college, the, that story changed. And here to say that I'm a survivor of, of being a person who has a learning disability. And that's what I chose to speak about in the book to tell people about an unknown disability that most people don't know about, which is called dyscalculia. And that's what I chose to focus on. And with that being said, it is that exact um, learning disability that has become the focus of my life and has changed my life forever. And for anyone that knows anything about learning disabilities, uh, it's not going anywhere. 
you know. And so when you can learn to adapt with what's what is um, what has positioned your life, the better you will be. So I chose to focus on that. All right. And just for those who are listening and educating us, what is dyscalculia? That's good. And so most people, and I bring it um, home for most people so they can identify, most of everybody may have heard of this uh, dyslexia. Mm-hmm. And so dyslexia is reading. Mm-hmm. And then you have um, what you call dys- um, dysgraphia. Dysgraphia is writing. But most people don't know about dyscalculia. Dyscalculia is a math learning disability. And so does it mean that I can't do math? No, I can do math. But what a, just what a, um, a learning disability focuses on is that there, that means you have a mental block. Doesn't mean you can't read. May not mean you can't write. Doesn't mean you can't learn math. It just may that you, you may have difficulties, which may require things such as having more extended time or, um, you know, you may have to have a tutor, things of that nature, but that's pretty much what it is. Okay, and so when you share your journey, you tell about, you know, the struggle, you share um, in depth about what it is to your readers and how you've overcome because you are, uh, you know, you do have your doctorate. And so someone um, who has always had this disability born with a birth defect and has had several surgeries and um, been through several challenges um, throughout your life and you write about that, but look at you now. And so I think um, what's critical is that everyone has a story, right? Everybody's um, journey is a little different. Uh, We may have some similarities, but some people miss the mark and they allow um, the challenges or life's um, um, cards that they've been handed uh, to mishandle them in such a way. What was your turning point? You know, you talked about these struggles and, and, and you share in the book, but what was the turning point for you? When did you decide that you had to regain your hope, courage, and strength? You know, that's that's good. One thing I, I learned, and that's just through the journey of getting my doctoral, even though I was, um, I, I had to come to grips that I have this learning disability, but what I learned in the process of doing my studies is that I learned more about the disability. Mm. It, slow, it slowed me down to become and wanted to be an expert of what is a reality to me. And one thing I've learned, which I've shared, is that it's lifelong. There's no cure for it. It's not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. So do that mean that I, do I fold up? You know, do I die? You know, what? what's your next step? You got it. What's next? It's not going anywhere. What's next? So I had to realize that I share with people that women know how to do one thing and that is to win. Mm -hmm. Losers know how to do one thing and that is to lose. So when I consider myself being in a winner's circle, I had to find a way to win. Mm -hmm. And, and, and one thing is uh, we know that we, a man don't work, a man don't eat. We are, Subject of knowing that in order to have something in life, it's going to require for us to work, work at that thing, work uh, to occupy, whatever that may mean, mean. But life, I tell people when they ask me, but you went on and became a doctor, how was that possible? I said, well, life, life made me go back to school. I realized if I wanted to have something in life, Dr. Kimberly, 
I knew that I couldn't make my something that I couldn't change, which is a disability, be the reason why I can't have that very thing. And so I wanted to position myself because I got tired of working, you know, habit meaning having to have to work two jobs because just to make up one income, right? And so meaning uh, the objective is to have one job. Mm-hmm. that can um, take care of you. But if you do have multiple streams of income, that that should be only a choice, not because I have to. And I was having to have to work. And so I went back to school, no matter what the situation was with the disability, and said to myself that um, it's not going to be an excuse. If you want to get past this situation, if you want to acquire and have more, it's going to require you to have a degree. And, and that's what I did, you know, even through all of my challenges, I, I, I had to turn my N-O to an O-N and I had to go back to school. And because I did, here I stand today. And I'm, and I'm so grateful that I did. Oh, that's good. You said just so um, people can really capture it. You said you had to turn your N-O, your no to O-N, which is on. So where there has been rejection, where there has been um, some challenges, where there have been, you know, and possibly even, you know, disappointment, you know, at greater levels and dark nights, Mm -hmm. (laughs) inadequate places and rough patches that said, nope, or when everything looked like a no to you, you had to turn it around and say, let me tell you something, it's on now. And do what it needs to uh, get done. One thing you did say, Dr. Robertson, you you mentioned um, you got you gained more knowledge around your disability, and what that sparked for me was there's this saying that knowledge is power, right? But also when you said that knowledge is not only power, but it empowers you. Mm-hmm. That's right. And it empowers you. And when you empower someone, that means you give them uh, the ability or you give them the permission or you give them the environment and to move forward within themselves and know that they're capable. And so you were empowered by gaining the knowledge right. um, of your disability. And, and, and with that, you have mentored several um, individuals, uh, Black males in particular, and the purpose of um, Respire is to mentor other men by sharing your story. Um, what do you hope, Dr. Robertson, uh, in sharing your story with other men that they will receive from it when they read Respire? What I hope is, um, as as I've learned, that Respire means to breathe again. Mm-hmm. Uh, that they will breathe. That what may be dark, what may look hopeless can can now be turned around because they can find themselves. And that's what's going to happen when people read this book. When these men read this book, they're going to find themselves in somebody's story. Mm-hmm. And, and it's going to spark something to say that no matter what it looks like, I can do it. Mm-hmm. And that's what I know and foreseeing that's going to happen. And each one teach one. And those, those individuals will be so highly motivated. They're going to share to other young men. They're going to share with other people. And it becomes a rumor that just like a rumor, it just continue, it just began to spread on the importance of why you have to breathe. Mm-hmm. You know, there's life. Without without breathing, there's no life. And and, and people are going to see themselves to know that, hey, 
uh, I can do this and every one of them will become, will be reborn and become alive again. So that's yes. what I, I really hope. Yes, and I'm glad you brought, you know, respire meaning to breathe again, because that is the essence of sharing our stories. You all remember um, um, Eric Garner uh, a few years ago, who uh, by the hands of the New York police um, officers, uh, his last words were, I can't breathe. And that became the narrative, that mantra became the narrative for so many um, movements around social social injustices for a brown, for a black men or people of color, uh, in particular black men. And um, Respire is to shift the narrative to where we now not allow other people to tell the stories of black men, but black men share their own narrative. And so when you talked about the rumors, it is we create our own narrative and write our own stories from the mouths of the men who have lived and overcame those things. And so that is the essence of Respire. And I'm grateful that you have decided to join um, the men of Respire and helping to compile uh, this particular body of work and partnering with Sparkle Publishing and myself to do so. I am grateful for your partnership, your friendship as well. And as we move forward um, throughout our journey together, we hope, and it is my hope and prayer that so many lives will be changed um, as a result of reading these stories of men who have lived, uh, but yet they found hope, courage, and strength. Y'all, we have had a great time on today. Thank you, Dr. Robertson. Thank you so much yeah. for joining me. Um, I would like for our audience to be able to connect with you, if you will. How can they um, you know, connect with you, stay connected, follow you, or even if they wanted to book you for a speaking engagement panel or something of that nature, what would be your um, contact information? I'm glad you asked. Um, sure, I'm on social media. Anyone can find me on Facebook, um, Instagram, and my name is Stacy Robertson, and that's spelled S-T-A-C-Y Robertson, R-O-B-E-R-S-O-N. So definitely reach out. I'd be happy to add you and we become a part of the family fold. Uh, my email address for anyone that would like to book me, it will be Dr. Stacy Allen Robertson at gmail.com. That's Dr. as in D-R, Stacy as in S-T-A-C-Y. Robertson at, I'm sorry, Allen as A-L-L-A-N Robertson R-O-B-E-R-S-O-N at gmail.com all right. Well, thank you so much. And no worries if you didn't get that information. You can always go to sparklepublishing.net where we will have um, Respire available for purchase as well as information about all of our um, Respire authors. But again, thank you so much, um, Dr. Um, Robertson, for coming alongside me on this journey. Y'all who are listening on today, don't forget to share this podcast with a friend, someone who you know may be impacted um, and their life may be changed. Again, I'm Dr. Kimberly Ellison. Thank you for tuning in to the Kingdom Boss Chick Chat.